Family Guy, Futurama, Bob's Burgers. We've got all your favorite adult animation here on Hulu. Whether you like aliens or robots or family comedies, we've got you covered. Can't decide between the two? We've even smushed them together. Like with the oddball alien family of Hulu original Solar Opposites. But maybe you want to keep things a little more earthbound. Well, bundle up for Alaskan boonies in the great north or celebrate lovable family members with American Dad. Actually, that show also has aliens in it. You said you like aliens, right? Whether it's a thousand years from now in Futurama, adventuring with a group of secret agents in FX's Archer, or where aliens tend or tend not to be, you can watch it all on Hulu. Hulu Animayhem, your animation destination. The universe is bigger than we can imagine. Look outward beyond the stars with six short stories from visionary best-selling authors. In these epic tales, an AI awakens to its purpose. A researcher sees a thousand new worlds for one more chance at love. And murder rocks the crew of an interstellar ship. With a sweeping sense of wonder, these short stories explore the galaxy and the horizons of humanity's potential. Authors include James S.A. Corey, Veronica Roth, Rebecca Roanhorse, Anne Leckie, Nettie Okorafor, and John Scalzi. Voyage Beyond the Stars with the Far Reaches Collection from Amazon Original Stories. Prime members read and listen for free. Learn more at Amazon.com slash Far Reaches. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. I am the writing on the wall, the whisper in the classroom. I'm Marjorie Green, and I approve this message. To save America, stop socialism, and stop China. Stay the pie, we honor thee from life to death and Doubters, the doomsters, the gloomsters, they are going to get it wrong. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to run? Where are you going to hide? Nowhere. No one like you left. What do we want? Justice! When do we want it? Yeah! Let's go! What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? I want you to know that the movement we started is only just beginning. Sometimes, that is better. I'm Demi Lovato, singer, activist, and UFO experiencer. I'm hitting the road with my best friend, Matthew, and my sister, Dallas. Say hi to Night Vision. Hi, Night Vision. <laughs> to investigate the unexplained and the unidentified. Let's do a sky watch. What is a sky watch? Look up. That's a sky watch. Okay. Oh, cool. Welcome to another edition of Horror Hookups on Friday the 13th Horror Podcast. If you're joining us for the first time, Horror Hookups are special interviews with people from all over that spooky industry. Authors, directors, actors, paranormal investigators, even Sasquatch hunters, believe you. Uh, We've had them all. Today, we welcome one-third of the trio of investigators on the new show, Unidentified, with Demi Lovato, Matthew Scott Montgomery. In Unidentified, viewers are taken on a road trip through the desert in search of definitive answers to some of the biggest questions about extraterrestrial life and paranormal experiences. On this trip, pop star and UFO enthusiast Demi Lovato is joined by their sister, their best friend, leading alien experts, and the occasional guest star. 
They investigate recent eyewitness alien encounters, search for the paranormal apparitions, uncover secret government reports, and conduct tests at UFO hotspots in hopes that not only exposing the truth, but also potentially making contact. Matthew, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Wow, the show sounds really cool when you describe it like that. <laughs> that was an amazing little description you had there. I was like kind of checking off the boxes in my head. I was like, yeah, I guess we did that. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, yeah. So like, that was awesome. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, thank you so Matthew, much. Matthew, yeah, we're so happy to have you. And Matthew, my fellow Matthew, my fellow gift of God in Hebrew. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> as you know, Friday the 13th Horror Podcast, we are all about horror here, of course. Uh, whether in real life or in the movies. And we like to start out our horror hookups just sort of starting to get to know a bit more about you, of course, but also about your relationship with horror. So just take us back. Um, you know, Tell us about yourself. How'd you get involved with Unidentified? And when did you get interested in horror? What, tell us about that. Ooh, well, um, I will start horror first. I've been in a relationship with horror since um, like the day I was born. Um, I do think like our breed of people were kind of like born that way. You know what I mean? Like <clears throat> like when when you're you just be you're a Halloween baby. You know what I mean? Like it's like not you don't have to be born in October, but it's like you're just naturally into this sort of thing. So like I've always been really into fascinated by horror. Um, you know, I was a big fan of Goosebumps growing up, the book series and the TV show and. I have my sweet spot for scary movies specifically is 90s slashers. Like I know what you did last summer and Halloween H2O are my two favorite movies. And um, I just have always been drawn towards Halloween. My apartment looks like a haunted house 24 <laughs> seven, you know, all year round. So it's like something that I think you're kind of born with. I also grew up like mostly in the South and like in Southern culture, you kind of like shove everything down and just like, put on a happy face and pretend everything's normal. But like underneath there's all these dark things you don't speak about. And I was like really attracted to like the darkness kind of underneath and this way to like express myself. Um, I'm an actor. I was on the same Disney channel show um, with, with Demi. That's how we met. It was called Sunny with a chance. And then so random. That's one of the things that Demi and I seriously have in common. There's a lot that we don't have in common, but something that, that we have in common is we're both scary people. We love horror stuff. We love to scream together. We love to giggle together. Um, we did, some fun like Halloween Kills premiere event stuff this past week um, at Universal Studios and we just love to like giggle and shriek together and Demi is someone who I've always known to be interested in conspiracy theories and um, specifically ETs and UFOs that's you know something that's not new if you know Demi or if you've known Demi for a while that's always been the case um, in one of the episodes on Unidentified we talk with Seth Myers. Seth Myers is on an episode and it, it calls back to this interview that Demi did with Seth a long time ago where Demi's very open about what they believe in um, what's out there in the sky and what's beyond. Mm -hmm. So when I uh, and Demi had this idea for the show and NBC and they were working together on it to create it for Peacock and Demi hit me up and was like, hey, would you be down to go UFO hunting with me? Because Demi's always wanted to kind of prove to me that these things are real and to like prove like their thoughts on it. I was like, hell yeah, like totally let's do it. Mm -hmm. You know, the the draw was to have so much fun with your best friend. But then also one of the gifts of the show is that I love paranormal spooky stuff. ETs are kind of like on the outskirts of my interests, but this show ended up being much spookier and much more ghosty than I was anticipating, which was a real kind of trick or treat of the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, talk to us a little bit about your relationship with Demi. I mean, you guys said that you mm. met on kind of the, you know, Disney Channel shows, but how did you guys become so close? Like, what was that um, kind of experience growing up in that industry like for you? 
Well, you know, we tell the story all the time, but I, um, I actually, uh, the night that I met Demi, they were just kind of sitting alone at a, it was our mutual friend's party. We were about to, we were, we were Disney Channel, like, um, co-stars, but we hadn't worked together. So like, I hadn't, we hadn't like been on it on the TV show together. So but we met br- briefly before that at a friend's mutual birthday party. And they were sitting in the corner, this like, you know, at the time, f- a female identifying gorgeous girl. And uh, they had orange nails, orange fingernails. Mm-hmm. And I remember going up to Demi being like, oh my God, your nails are so cute. I love orange. It's my favorite color. And I, 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 knew, I knew who Demi Lovato was, obviously, but... I didn't realize it was them in that moment. And I oh. kind of sat down and we were talking for probably like a couple minutes. I was like, oh, this is, wow, okay, this is Demi Lovato. And we were kind of just inseparable ever since that. I mean, like, um, I think the horror stuff is where we connected a lot, to be honest. Mm. Um, we kind of have spent like Halloweens together every year. When we met, it was June. So it was like summer going into that. And, you know, I think with... Um, pop stars or or people who are, you know, very famous, I think they're not used to people being around them that either like say no, or like you treat them just like a real person. And we just kind of immediately had this banter with us where it's like, oh, I trust this person. Oh, we trust each other. Oh, this is going to be, oh, we're going to be friends for a very long time. And we've just worked on our friendship over the last decade to make that something that's consistent. You know, Demi's been through a whole lot. Demi's had a lot of ups and downs. And Mm -hmm. so have I. I mean, not as obviously not as publicly or as intense, but like we've been able to pick each other up through all of that. A part of the reason why Unidentified, I think, is so fun for fans to watch and for us to do is because you get to see a much more fun side of D. It's like that's like Mm -hmm. that's like when we're having fun and we're giggling. I feel like Demi's had a lot of documentaries and documentary series, and a lot of them are typically about some of the trauma that they've been through and you know overcoming things this one is a lot of pure fun and it's really not really looking in it's more like looking up and looking out and i was so thrilled to have you know these moments of fun with them and then also for everyone else to see and share with that you know i think it's exciting to watch because you get to see where we meet you know like where we like especially episode two the um the star people episode where we communicate with ghosts that is like us to a t like that's like our happy place is communicating with ghosts or like (laughs) watching a scary movie and just grabbing onto each other and screaming and laughing at the same time yeah no we actually were talking uh previous to this record and we were just it was so nice to see you know all three of you kind of just uh experience wonder if that makes yeah if that makes sense like it just it's yeah. very pure it's very it's a very pure feeling that we see you know in, in your faces that's great because the experience felt that way i mean coming from an actor doing an unscripted show i was a little hesitant about that because i'd never done like quote reality tv i mean this is a documentary series but a lot of times people are like i saw your reality show or congrats on your reality show and i'm like i guess that's what it is but like i was surprised and pleasantly surprised and pleased with how unproduced it was you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. everything that you see is there there's a moment where um i posted this online so i feel like okay sharing this i mean my favorite episode is the one i spoke of the star people one where we literally communicate with a the ghost of a uh a prostitute named carmen uh carmen carmen who i'm obsessed with i was trying to set demi and carmen up the whole time i think they'd have great (laughs) chemistry together but like that whole episode was was that was completely insane like that was really really crazy there's a moment actually where Demi sings skyscraper to this ghost and the ghost gives a standing ovation and that was an unproduced moment that was kind of just like in the moment you know there we were in this brothel and (laughs) communicating like evp boxes like um i wasn't uh 
welcome in the room because Carmen wasn't didn't feel comfortable with a male presence in this brothel where huh. we think Carmen passed away. And so I was trying to think of like, what's a way that I can get in the room or be safe to be here? And so a lot of that experience was giving offerings like that. Um, that episode, we were in this place called Vulture City in Arizona. When we got there, we like offered things as gifts to the spirits that were there to show that our energy was pure, like you were saying. And I was like, what's something pure we can give to Carmen the ghost to get her to allow me to listen to her and come in the room because she didn't want to have anything to do with, you know, men. And I was like, maybe sing Carmen something, Demi? You know, like, and that moment, you know, was totally unplanned, real, in the moment. And we it's also night vision, so you kind of forget that the cameras are there. So it was like, that was like a truly pure experience. So what you're watching in the show is just like, that's what happened. There was no, no second takes, no script, no nothing. You know, it's 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 a pretty emotional episode too, as I remember. Yeah, I remember when you you meet um, I can't quite remember who they are, but they're like the owners of, of Vulture City or something like that. Yes, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And the uh, the 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 gentleman, he he starts crying at the table. Sure. When when, when you folks meet him, um, yeah. And, and you know, the, it goes from that to talking to the you know the the apparent spirits of these of these sex workers. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a lot of like emotion around that. And even just hearing you talk about your experience right there, talking about offering gifts and um you know telling, you know, Demi to to uh to sing. You know, there, there's there's a, there's a lot going on there in terms of emotion and in terms of belief. Yeah. In terms of you like being sort of like, well, what do I do to, to make this happen? Um right. so I'm I'm wondering, you know, you you yourself before the show even started, when it comes to experiences like this, would you classify yourself as a believer or as a skeptic? I, you know, I, I probably misrepresented um, myself here because it sounds like I, I love spooky stuff and horror so much. Yeah. But the twist is that I actually am a skeptic in that I want to believe it so bad. Like, I want to believe in ghosts. I want to believe in spirits, ETs. Anything that's out there, I play with Ouija boards. I'm trying to let the devil in. But I never had, like, a real, like, experience. You know what I mean? So I was kind of like, wow, I really, I want to believe. But actually, at the end of the day, I, I don't know if I do. Mm-hmm. And that was so fascinating to, it's always been fascinating to Demi and, and their family, really. They're, they're a bunch of, like, a, a spooky bunch. And the producers of the show were like, wow, that's so interesting. We met on, like, a Zoom where I was at home and they saw like my haunted house looking apartment and they're like, but you don't believe. And I was like, I want to, I really, really do. But I actually don't think that I do. And so a lot of this show was trying to show some like concrete proof or talk to all these people. And, mm-hmm. and you know, what do, do I believe? Like, is there actual proof? Do I have an experience there that changes what I think? I'm very open-minded, but like, yes, I would say I identify as a want to believer and a skeptic instead of an actual believer. So you're a real Fox Mulder out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Unfortunately, that reference is a little, um, our, most of our audience is Gen Z or early millennials. So whenever the X-Files references that come up, people don't get it sometimes. Well, so listen, like... we're in our late 30s, so it's going to oh, okay. <laughs> you'll, you'll be okay with this bunch, Matthew. Okay. Okay. Great. Perfect. <laughs> you, you know, so, so as we kind of talked about, you didn't really have any experiences before this. No. Am I, am I correct in saying that? Yeah, I mean, they tried a few years ago. They tried like uh, not. I wasn't talking about Demi specifically. I was talking the powers <laughs> that be. We did like a, a ghost hunt at the Queen Mary, which is like a haunted yeah, sure. ship off the coast of like Long Beach here mm-hmm. in California. And we had like cameras with us, and we went like late one night and did like ghost hunting there. That was like probably 2012 or 
2018. That was like for YouTube and it like never saw the light of day. And we never really found exactly that we had like a spooky good time. The only thing that kind of happened with that is I took a burst of photos underneath the Queen Mary. And in one of the photos, there's like a shrouded figure kind of that we couldn't explain. Oh, wow. Um, And so I was kind of like, hmm. But like we've always kind of talked about like revisiting that idea or like we're always trying to like if we go and like haunted houses we always go for the darkest part of it it's like we always want to throw ourselves like in the scariest part we want to go in the scariest roller coaster it's like that's just very much our personality and so Demi leading with being the believer of course I mean like was so interesting too working on the show like I was, there were certain days where I was the only one that didn't believe everything. What I mean by that is, like, the crew and, like, the camera ops, like, all the people. There's one day where, like, um, Bigfoot came up and, like, the showrunner was like, oh, yeah, well, of course you can't get footage of Bigfoot because he's an inner, inner dimensional demon, uh, interdimensional being who, like, um, travels between dimensions. So the second that he's seen, he, like, travels through time. And everyone was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it was, like, common knowledge. Everyone's like, well, yeah. <laughs> of course, he's an interdimensional being who travels through time when you see him. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. But I was like, I feel insane. I was like, I'm surrounded by all these people who, like, they just, it's just common knowledge, all this stuff to them. And yeah. to me, I felt like I had to kind of race to catch up. Even identifying as a scary, spooky person, it's like there's this whole other class of like believing in conspiracy theories that I felt like I had to race to catch up with. And a lot of the show is you see it through my eyes in a way where it's like we break it down. We go to like UFO class at one point, who's taught by like the ex minister of defense from like England or, or I think that's what it was. That sounds like a Hogwarts thing now. Minister yeah. of defense. <laughs> hmm. See, it was very overwhelming for me. <laughs> you know, that, that leads perfectly into, into the next question here, Matthew, and, and thinking about why the show even exists, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, Demi, Demi, before the filming, they, they've said that they've, they've had uh, contact with extraterrestrials yeah. or, or ETs. Um, I totally empathize with them because I'm, I'm someone, and I've talked about this on our show, show a lot, so li- listeners know, um, but I, I saw a UFO when I was younger with my mother, and it's an experience that has just always kind of stuck wow. with me, and I, I talk, yeah. pretty, uh, talk pretty openly about it, kind of like Demi does, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but you know, just thinking about you, know, you and, and your, you being their, their best friend, um, when Demi first came to you with that story, what did you honestly think? Well... That's a really good question. I mean, um, like I said before, I always try to meet Demi where they're at, depending yeah. on what's what's going. It, it, we're unconditional, you know what I mean? So it's like, that's that's family, so like that's love, and we've, you know, we've been through it all together. And when, um, it was about a year ago now that Demi, I, I think it was, I think it was October last year, and it was, Demi took a trip to Joshua Tree, and, you know, told the story about seeing this orb, and these beings that asked if um, uh, Demi wanted to go see their planet and Demi kind of, you know, had what they described as not a dream, but seemed like a very intense dream where they were kind of floating above and saw, you know, the beauty of the universe essentially. And Demi was really into painting at the time. And I think it painted a picture of it and it looked like um, uh, Dr. Susie in a way, you know, like where that was like a quarantine thing that Demi actually got really good at, I think was painting. Um, and when they told me about it, I remember I went to their house and I think we're about to do like a, 
a drive-through jack-o'-lantern tour. Like, we did a bunch sure. of drive-through stuff here in LA during 2020. And they were like, okay, so this thing happened to me, and I've been wanting to tell you since I got back from Joshua Tree, and then told me the story. Now, what I, whether I thought it was true or not, what, I, what was true for me was the joy and the kind of thrill that Demi had experienced and the anxiousness to share that. You know, Demi was kind of like, I experienced this really, really amazing thing, and I want you to experience with me, and I want to share it with you. And listen, joy is like um, a rare commodity. So it's like when we get those opportunities for something that makes you happy and makes you feel, you know, joyous and connected to the universe, whatever it is, let's run with it. And so all I knew is that this was something that really, really excited them, Mm -hmm. made them happy in a way I hadn't seen in a very long time. Um, you know, r- quarantine was a roller coaster, so there were ups and downs, and we were kind of sure. in a down place of that. Um, and so I was just like, okay, for for Demi, this is true, and I don't know if I don't know if I believe in this, but I believe in Demi, and I believe in Demi being happy. So let's figure this out. Sure. So I don't think I believed it necessarily, but I wanted to participate in it and chase that feeling that they were explaining. Because I wanted to see more moments of my best friend being that happy. Does that make sense? It does. And it's a really lovely response. And it sounds like you're a really good friend. So I think you should oh, be thanks. proud of that. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, they're they're really good friends, so it's 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 mutual. It's also, honestly, also, you know, the the whole joy is a is a is a limited commodity. That's good advice for everyone on film Twitter. You should take that advice. <laughs> shitty. Oh my god! Time. Right? When I see stuff, it's like the list of the ten worst movies ever made. I was like, girl, why don't we do just the ten best? Why do we have to focus on like? That stuff drives me crazy. Thank God. Anyways, I'm yeah. sorry. Andrew, go we, ahead. We, yeah. We've kind of, we've talked about that a lot on our show lately that we just like, whatever makes you happy, as long as it's not illegal or hurting someone else, like just go with it. Seriously. Totally. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. So, I mean, th- we're thinking about, you know, the, the, the making of the show and how it came to be. What were your initial thoughts? You've, t- you've spoken on this a little bit earlier, but I want to mm-hmm. come back to it. Is doing an unscripted show where you yeah. are one of the main three focuses, where you're being put in the limelight as not a character, but as yourself. Yeah. How did that make you feel in doing this sort of reality type program? That was, um, it was strange. It was definitely an adjustment. Um, you know, Demi and I have done a lot of stuff like on camera together, but usually it's like, um, fo- f- really focused or like interviews or, or something like that. I've been in a few of their documentaries and things like that. But um, this one, it, it took a, it took a second to adjust the very first day that we shot um, with the first thing we were working on was that interview with Geraldine. Do you remember mm. Geraldine from the first episode? Yes. <laughs> How can we forget like, those terrible, oof. those horrible, horrible uh-huh. paintings? Terrifying, that terrifying, terrifying children. Yeah. So listeners, if um, in episode one, uh, Demi Dallas and I, Dallas is uh, Demi's sister, the three of us kind of interview this woman who has hybrid children, um, half ET children who um, are all over the sky. And uh, <laughs> She's had a very tough time. Geraldine's been through a whole lot as a lovely person, but it was a very intense interview because it was a lot of like her talking about trauma that she's been through. And she showed us very deeply horrifying, unsettling pictures of her um, ET children. Um, And I had like an inner ear thing, like a, like an earwig for that first episode where they were kind of like, I think at the beginning they were like trying to make sure that like, 
you know, one of us had like an earwig so the producers could like help us with questions that we could sure, ask in sure. a way. Um, I know I said before, I'm like, it was totally unproduced, but like, I don't consider this as produced because it was kind of just like one of us, you know, they wanted one of us to have some, some connection to the producers. So the producer wouldn't walk into the interview at any point. And, sure. you know, it was kind of stuff that he'd say stuff like, you know, follow up on that question or, yeah. you well, know, you oh no, don't want to ruin the mood. Like you have exactly. this person that's sharing something so vulnerable. Exactly. Like you don't want to ruin that. And so like, I had some experience working with them before and like, I've done like some hosting kind of stuff. And so I was like, okay, I'll take it for this day one. And they were kind of like asking, they were like encouraging me to follow up with certain questions or ask questions in a way that I would not normally ask. And so I very, like, uh, probably not even 20 minutes of the interview, I took it out mm-hmm. and was just, like, doing me, kind of. And afterwards, they were like, so how'd that go for you? How was that us talking to you? Like, could you hear? And I was like, you know what? I was like, I don't I don't think I want it. I was like, I think I want to, like, do my own thing. Yeah. And they um, another couple days later, they're like, let's just give it to you today for the, whatever. Again, I took it out maybe, like, t- five, ten minutes in. And I think that what, what you see on TV <clears throat> is all the stuff, like, no one fed me any of that stuff. No one fed any of us that stuff. And I think... I think they might have been just worried at the beginning. We're like, I don't know how this is going to go. It's his first time doing unscripted TV. You know, maybe he needs some guidance or whatever it was. And I think very quickly we all realized that I that's not something we needed. You know what I mean? Like just me, what, why I was, you know, it sounds strange, I guess, but being hired was it was like they wanted that chemistry between Demi and I. And of we, course. you know, we're best, leave us alone and let us do our thing. You know what I mean? And it's like, I promise you, like... You know, the episode two, I mean, I keep talking about the star people one. When we were talking to Carmen, the the sex worker ghost, you know, there was no one guided us through that at all. We were just kind of like cameras followed whatever we wanted to do. And I think I haven't watched the entire series, but like most of that stuff, I think, is the strongest stuff because our personalities come out the most. And like then kind of like magic happens. And when it's like when you are authentic, like stuff kind of opens itself up. Like we were very like like we were saying, like the pureness of it all. You know, I think if you try to tamper with any of that stuff, let's say you do believe in ETs and spirits, they're going to know that you're tampering and they're trying to produce a story. You know what I mean? Like we Mm. genuinely were like, hi, yo, off camera. Do we had like a protection ceremony done for us? I, I don't know if that made the episode, but while the cameras were off, this protection ceremony was being done by the indigenous people there mm-hmm. in this you know this desert town of Ultra City and you know what you see is what you get the, the emotion the interviews were very emotional because I think a lot of these people we were talking to felt validated for telling their truth. Mm. And I think like, you know, when you left uh, Dallas Demi and I up to our own devices, we kind of were able to connect to people in a way that, you know, we forgot that the cameras were there. It didn't feel like there was a camera on you, you know? Um, so it was a pretty quick, quick transition. I felt like I transitioned pretty quickly from like being able to handle like an unscripted environment, but it's like, you just have to trust like, you know, your relationship with your best friend and ask questions that you're genuinely concerned about things that you, I wanted to, I wanted to know the truth. So, you know, it's better than someone telling you like what your questions are to figure stuff out. It's like, no, 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 no. Like I can't, let me be myself and let me Mm -hmm. figure it out. So like we just had, maybe there was like 
10 or 15 minutes of the entire experience, I had like a thing in my ear kind of guiding me. But the second I took it out, that's when the cameras really started rolling and the show really started happening. Yeah, I, I, I think it really works. Uh, another moment that I'm thinking about that really works as well is when you, I forget where you go, but you go to mm-hmm. the place where you're, you're thinking about the, the, the USOs, right? The, the yeah, in Catalina. Yes. Yeah, in Catalina. Yes. And you, you, meet, um, you meet an older gentleman who um, was formerly in the military. Yeah. Yes. And he gets really emotional too. Like, I, I couldn't he believe, does. Wow. Couldn't believe how yeah. emotional the show was. I was finishing it today on Sunday. I was like, shit, I went to church. This is amazing amazing yeah that guy well god bless that guy i mean like he his experience like like yours that you were talking about where where you you, your ufo experience as a kid it kind of like alters the course of your life in a way and or a lot of ways and this 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 guy altered the course of his entire life because you know uh, i i'm not sure how much made it onto camera but like it it kind of ruined his personal life and people didn't believe him and he he was clearly suffering from uh i don't even know if it was i don't think it was ptsd from the experience i think it was ptsd from the fallout of the experience because people didn't believe him and i think he felt really validated to be able to share his story you know to people who weren't laughing at him or weren't making fun of him we were genuinely like kind of there for him yeah that night was very very emotional that guy had been through a whole lot and a lot of our interviews were like that i mean we have that one episode where we go to the um alien abductee support group yes um and i'd say like you know uh a lot of those people were you know not a hollywood type of person to be on camera like they were just they had been through some shit and they you know needed support and that was i mean we joke the whole show is just me with my jaw hanging open because like <laughs> i'm like Ugh. like i'd never been in any of those scenarios before and it was like the i wanted to be receptive to these people's stories and open to it you know because they're clearly so deeply emotionally affected by what they had been through now we we've talked about some really cool moments uh and and you know among the adventures that that you folks had while making yeah. this did you have a favorite um i had a few favorites i mean um one thing that stuck with me that i don't think made it to the show but like um, that has stuck with me ever since. Obviously, the, I keep talking about it, the Vulture City episode, the Star People, the second episode, where, you know, we literally, I mean, teaser, watch the episode, but we hear a ghost's voice say, say hello, yeah. which I'll never recover from. The the guys that were doing the protection ceremony for us there were um, indigenous people, and they were talking about um, this one guy I spoke to was saying that his grandmother... Um, in the early, I think, 1900s, she had experiences with ETs. And he would remember as a tiny, like this, or in their family, they would have stories of like a silver disc coming down from the sky. And the grandmother would tell them to go run inside and she would speak with them or communicate with them until it went away. And he was saying how he just grew up knowing that every now and then, you know, the, the silver disc would come down from the sky and those were, quote, the star people. And he was oh, saying wow. how his grandmother had never seen a movie, never read a book, didn't have any kind of pop culture reference, only talked to, like, you know, their core kind of group of people. And so that was, like, not something that... I mean, if we're being super skeptic here, and I, and I can be, and I was quite a bit, where it's like, 
a lot of the stuff where it's like, oh, well, they just a movie when they were younger or they watched something or they heard something and it's warped their memories and now it's become this thing because they saw some kind of reference or they had some kind of negative experience and their their brains to take care of themselves and made it a UFO experience. Now, this woman who he was speaking of, his grandmother, you know, had no outside connection to the world at all. You know what I mean? Like, they they didn't have electricity. They didn't have anything. And she had that experience of what she described was a silver disc in the sky. And so when you hear stuff like that, you're like, well, it's kind of hard to argue that. Or it's like, wow, that's that's really, really intense, you know, to hear that stuff. Um, I had a really good time in Sedona as well. I think that's our finale. You know, we're in Sedona. um, And there's, like, there's, like, a plethora of stuff that happens in the sky up there. A lot of the places we stayed, we stayed there for, like, a week. And I felt like we were just scratching the surface. So I was like very anxious to get back because like I had this idea in my head that making contact was literally like E.T. phone home or touching fingers. You know what I mean? It's like I'm making contact where it's like I'm going to stare at a – I'm being really base here. But like staring at a little green man in the face and he's going to go like, hello, welcome to Miri or whatever it is. And I'm like, I'm making contact. But what I had to – language is very important. And I think, you know – Uh, we got in our heads about, or we can get in our heads about what does making contact mean. And what I've learned that that means is it's something as simple as you see something moving in the sky that you can't explain. And a lot of the people that we talk to and what they believe and what I'm starting to believe more and more, you guys, is that like when you open yourself up to that stuff and you're like kind of looking up at the sky and you're kind of welcoming it in, things start to show up for you, almost like winking. Like, I like to think of it as like God winking down at you being like, oh, hi, like, here's my little Mm -hmm. secret kind of thing. And after doing the show, I was... Um, I was actually with a boy in Palm Springs. My parents live in Palm Springs and I was like in the pool one night. My parents were out of town and I was like staying at their house and I brought a boy with me and we were, he was like asking me about the show. He was like, how was shooting? Like, how was it? And I was like telling him about it and he was like, wow, that's so crazy. And we were just kind of laying in the pool looking up at the sky and we started seeing like shooting stars and we counted like five of them and then we started to see stuff moving in the sky you guys no like way. stuff that yes <laughs> yes I'm, I'm like not the kind of person to make stuff up like i know i'm an actor whatever but like but like we started to see like blinking lights and stuff moving around and i like i we were like giggling and like i was like i can't believe this is happening and i was like and he was like they followed you he's like they followed you from sedona and now and i called i called demi i was like they followed me I was like, you're right. And Demi's like, you're right. And you're going to start to see them now because I see them. So, you know, am I making contact? Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, is mm-hmm. that what that is? Or like, do I just know to look for things in the sky? And now they're kind of, you, you, you know, in a way you find what you're looking for. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, like, whether it's like politics or whatever, you could just like, or WebMD symptoms of something, you find what you're looking for. If you want to be like scared that you might think you have some disease and Google it, you probably have it. You want to find stuff to think that you don't have the disease, you could find stuff to prove. You know what I mean? Like, there's stuff like that. So it's like, I don't know. I think like the skeptic part of me is getting smaller and smaller. It's still there. You know what I mean? But one of the guys that we talked to, the the Hogwarts Ministry of Defense guy, um, <laughs> the guy from the UK, we in the Sedona episode, we do like a UFO class. And he he worked, you know, behind the scenes with, I don't know, the fucking Ministry of Defense or whatever. And he had all these like things that he had he were that were unidentified he was like there were like 702 things that have been unidentified in the sky and i think i asked him i haven't watched that episode yet but like i think i asked him 
uh, where I was like, where do you stand? Like, are you still, are you skeptic? Are you a believer? And he very positively said with a smile on his face, I'm undecided. And I really liked the way that he said that because he was like, I don't know. And I'm acknowledging that I don't know. And that's a huge thing. And he was like, there's a lot of stuff I can't explain. He was like, it was my job to figure this stuff out. And I'm undecided. And I was like, wow, I feel this. I feel this Hogwarts dude. Like, I like I am undecided. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's like with a smile on my face where it's like, I don't know. I saw some stuff that I can't explain. And I am undecided. I think there's a, a difference between a believer and being undecided. And that's kind of where I'm living right now. But it's, I don't know. You know, it sounds like maybe a word that might describe you better instead of skeptic is agnostic. Totally. Agnostic. Agnostic. Yeah. As you, you're right. As I was just saying that, I felt like that's that's kind of what it was. Yeah. And again, like I said, words are very important. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, it's. I think I kind of got tagged in it as a headline, as kind of people like. Um, uh, making fun of Demi maybe or, or cyberbullying yeah, sure, in a way sure. where it's yeah. like uh, Demi doesn't like to use the word alien because it it's, could be a derogatory term and like wants to call them ETs and and you know if you want to laugh at that like go for it and then make your list of the first 10 worst movies ever made but like <laughs> but like I understand that because it's like we have to be very careful with words that we say because of the connotations. I think when you hear the word alien or like UFOs or ETs, what do you think? Like immediately you think Independence Day, like fire in the sky, whatever. You think of abductee getting probed. You know, you think like all these like kind of negative, scary things, right? And and that's a lot of the pop culture pressure that's existed with the idea behind it. And so it's like words carry serious weight with that. So it's mm-hmm. like even like changing thinking of it as alien, this yeah. foreign thing that wants to hurt you and take you away. And people admittedly did have had negative experiences. But from what we found for the majority of it was overwhelmingly positive. You know, even switching it to E.T., you know, kind of changes the idea. It's like, oh, maybe this is this friendly being that we can't understand that's out there that causes you to open your mind up just a little bit more. And I think that's great. Yeah, I mean, that was one thing that I really took away from the show was no matter whether you guys were dealing with, you know, Carmen the ghost or ETs or whatever you're trying to manifest or trying to understand is that you guys did it from such a positive angle. It's not like your typical ghost hunter show uh, where they're yelling at the ghosts and demanding, you know, touch me or like push me or like whatever. It was very... um, um, welcoming and very just yeah. like open. And I thought that, and, that was such a refreshing take on such a maybe tired stereotype of a TV show. Uh, oh, Do you know sure. What I mean? 100%. Yeah. Because I've always thought too, and it was refreshing for me watching this because a thought that I have had often watching a whole lot of this shit on TV is when I die and I'm a ghost in someone's fucking house, and if I have a ghost hunter come up to me and tell me to like fucking close a door, I'm gonna be like, How about fuck you? Like, I don't, yeah, do, I know, right? I don't have to do yeah. anything for you, but if you want to sing to me, no, maybe, right? Maybe, well, I'll do I mean, that's why I you. think that moment was so incredible because Demi got to communicate really fast yeah. and find out that Carmen dealt with trauma with men and also liked music. And I think, if I remember correctly, either played the piano, there was a piano in the room sure, there. Sure. And so it really kind of like humanized that in a way, you know, uh, maybe we're like the Mike Flanagan of UFO shows because it's like, there is some scary stuff, but at the end, it's really an emotional drama. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like underneath Mm. it all. And there are moments of the show that are scary. There are frightening moments of the show, Um, you know, just because of the unknown is, is spooky, but it's definitely, I'm so thrilled that that was your takeaway. And it has been the takeaway from almost everyone that I've talked to where it's been this like surprisingly pleasant and emotional experience 
amongst the giggles and shrieks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just to kind of like wrap it all in, in a nice little mm. bow, um, mm. if you could tell our listeners kind of one thing that you, the, the biggest thing that you took away from this whole experience, what do you think it would be to you? Hmm. Wow. That's a really, that's a really interesting question. Um, one thing to take away from it, I think it would be probably, unfortunately, an amalgamation of stuff that I've kind of said. I think, I think when you're leading with curiosity coming from a positive, curious place is and trying to prove something is real is more fun and fulfilling and connects you to more people than it does trying to prove something is wrong and to tear mm-hmm. something apart. Um, I think, you know, like we were talking about joy commodity, life is too short, you know, kind of thing. A lot of people who have watched the show and who've reached out, I think like probably more than half of the people who watch the show are, are Demi Lovato fans. But then there's also a really strong group of fans of the show who have had experiences like you were talking, like ET experiences, sure. UFO experiences, who want to feel that validation and connection to you know, someone in the public eye or someone that they feel like they know or, you know, even someone like me or Dallas who, you know, you you follow like, you know, someone who's who is, quote, a skeptic and you can follow our journey and feel connected to something out there. I mean, I think one of the great things, sorry, no short answers for me. Um, one of the great <laughs> things about if we can look at it this way about 2020, it was a lot of ripping out and seeing what's underneath mm-hmm. and, you know, seeing what's underneath all of us and what we think and what we believe and what's kind of stripped away. And that was, this was one of the things that was, I believe that Demi found underneath where Demi's like, okay, if, if the career's taken away for a while or whatever it is, you know, what, what, what do I want to know more about? What do I want to spend my time on? And honestly, last year was a lot of, this might seem surprising, but Demi reading science books and um, UFO books and books about space and quantum physics and watching documentaries on it and things like that. Like, I don't think you would obviously find that. And this is not a stunt TV show in a way where it's like something that Demi wasn't interested in or any of us were interested in. That's very who who Demi is. And, and that's because it made them happy. You know what I mean? Like that, it like, it it gave them joy. Horror movies make me happy. Horror movies give me joy. You know what I mean? Like, like all that stuff, it's, it's, it makes you a better person, more of who you are and that kind of thing. So that's a, this is a muddy answer to your questions. Um, follow your bliss. That's what I'd say. That would be the <laughs> thing it. that I say to take away. <laughs> well, Matthew, and to be, and to be open-minded. Yeah yeah. 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 So Matthew, this is, this has really been a joy and, and, uh, two, two final questions for you. Number one, sure, sure, sure. will you be seeing the boy from Palm Springs again? And number two, mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. next for you? Um, I, the boy and I went to a pumpkin patch last week and we had a lot of fun. Um, we're going to be carving said pumpkins tonight. So oh, the nice. answer to that is yes. Um, what's next for me? Um, I'm actually about to start work on a horror movie that I wrote actually. What? Um, it's, a, it's called Howdy Neighbor and it's, um, a, all, all gay cast, all gay, all queer people. Awesome. Um, and it's going to be directed by one of my Sunny with a Chance co-stars. Her name was Allison Ashley Arm when she was on the show. She's also on a show on, on NBC called AP Bio where she plays Heather. She's transitioning into directing. So she, this will be her first feature she's directing. It's wow. Allison Snyder. We have a killer cast lined up. Um, and we are in pre-production for that. Um, we did some test footage for that and we're looking to shoot, uh, in January. Also, um, uh, 
if you happen to live in Los Angeles, um, and if this episode happens to air before October 22nd and 23rd, it will. Um, I am doing an annual Halloween play that I used to do 2013 through 2017 called Spook Night. Um, it's a night of Halloween scenes that are sexy, scary, and silly. It's kind of like Goosebumps for Millennials or Scream, basically, on stage. Um, and it's going to be at the Matrix Theater on October 22nd and 23rd at 8 p.m. and 8 and 11 p.m. And tickets are going to go on sale very soon. And we just shot the poster image yesterday. And it's horrifying, sexy, and very <laughs> funny. So I'll be doing some spooky theater locally. And you can see me on stage. And a lot of really amazing, incredible actors, some who are on Nickelodeon Disney Channel with me uh, here in L.A. And then keep your eyes peeled for Howdy Neighbor, uh, the film that I don't know. We're, we're going to be filming early 2022. So hopefully Got that'll it. be out maybe the end of 2022 yeah you'll have to stay in touch with us because we of course i'd love to to i love you guys thank you so much for having me (laughs) of course so happy to be here and folks you can catch matthew uh on the four-part series unidentified with demi lovato currently streaming on peacock now in the u.s and just a note for you europeans out there right along with me you can watch the show on hiu that's the h-a-y-u uh, subscription through now, at least if you're in Ireland, but around uh, the EU, you, sh- you should be able to do that as well. Matthew, thanks so much again for joining us on the podcast today. And thank you all for listening to another horror hookup. And as always, we encourage you to get slayed. Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.